This is Black and Gold Rush, the podcast where we talk about all angles of New Orleans Saints football. I'm your host, Rachel Jones, and I've been a Saints fan all my life, so I know just how much this team means to our city, both as a former reporter and from my season ticket in Section 257. Whether it's breaking down game tape or telling an inspiring off-the-field story, I'm here for it because the Saints bring us together. Let's get going. Hello and happy Friday, Houdat Nation. Welcome back to Black and Gold Rush. NFL fans across the country are going to be fixated on the Saints quarterbacks as football season gets closer, and inevitably, someone not named Drew Brees will be starting for the first time in 15 years. Some were surprised when the Saints drafted Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book in the fourth round a few weeks ago, adding another name to the room whose skills Sean Payton definitely likes. Remember those breadcrumbs he dropped on the Dan Patrick show? So my guest today is Tyler James, Notre Dame football writer for the South Bend Tribune for nine years, since before the Irish flipped Ian Book's commitment from Washington State. We discuss all things Ian Book today, his personality, his play, and exactly how he'll fit into the Saints offense. With the Irish, he did lots of winning and left a mark on the program, and we hope he'll do the same here in New Orleans. At Notre Dame, he completed 63% of his passes and threw 72 touchdowns. He also used his legs, running 361 times for over 1,500 yards and 17 more scores. So what should we like about this battle-tested and mature quarterback? Well, You'll just have to listen to this next installment of our Saints Draft Pick series here on the podcast, featuring ND insider Tyler James. Let's get going. Tyler James, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So Notre Dame, I feel like, is a school everybody's got some opinion about. You either love them or hate the Irish. But Notre Dame's track record of winning with Ian Book is undeniable. He's had 30 wins, only five losses, the winningest quarterback in Irish history. So describe the culture at Notre Dame with Ian Book under center. Yeah, well, it was certainly well-established given the length of his career and not many quarterbacks uh, stick around at Notre Dame or are successful enough at Notre Dame to have uh, that many starts to, to start over three seasons and um, have as much success as he did. So I think he certainly left a mark on the program. Um, I think he, his teammates really had a lot of confidence in him when he took over the starting job, um, and he, he kept – Notre Dame in a position to to compete for the college football playoff on an annual basis. And um, they weren't quite able to get over the hump there and, and win a national championship, which has eluded them long before Ian Book was was even born. But uh, they uh, they were able to be competitive and get in those situations, but fell fell short towards the end. But, yeah, I think um, for the most part, uh, a lot of good memories from his Notre Dame career, um, certainly things that will – I don't know that haunting is probably not the right way to describe it, but people will all certainly associate him with some of the losses and not necessarily coming, coming through in the, in some of the biggest moments, but um, a quite a, mem- 
quite a memorable career for, for Ian Book at Notre Dame. Right. I saw, you know, some social media reaction, like people saying like, oh, what has he really done? You mentioned not quite getting over the hump, winning a championship. But at the same time, if you look at his production, he's somebody that's been able to succeed both passing the ball. If you look at his touchdown to interception ratio and running the ball, his, his mobility. And so when you look at that, he, when he came in to relieve Brandon Wimbush, he, he talked about that citrus bowl game of against of all teams, LSU. He yeah. spoke, he spoke in his post draft interview, how that game still gives him goosebumps that he'll never forget it. So talk about that and how people really started to take notice of him after that citrus bowl. Yeah, so that was the 2017 season, and Brandon Wimbush was the starting quarterback for Notre Dame that year. And Brandon Wimbush was a very highly recruited quarterback, um, four-star guy out of New Jersey that people had really high hopes for and had sort of all the physical tools that you could imagine um, and looked to be sort of the maybe the answer to the to the, the riddle that has sort of eluded Notre Dame and having a, a quarterback that can take them to win a national championship. And so that, that season, Brandon had, had a lot of success. Um, and Ian came in earlier in the season and made his first career start against North Carolina when Brandon had a, I think it was an ankle injury. Um, and, and Ian won that game, but then the LSU game to end the season, Notre Dame was, was trailing and, and they were doing a little bit of a, a rotation between Ian book and Brandon Wimbush and brought in Ian book a little bit more of that game than they had during the season. And he was able to lead them, uh, to a, a comeback victory. He threw a 55-yard touchdown to Miles Boykin, who now plays for the Baltimore Ravens um, with a minute 28 left. It was quite the catch that that Miles made um, mm-hmm. and, and run. Um, and so Ian uh, was pretty pumped up about that. The team was pretty excited about that. And uh, it was it was quite the moment to sort of jumpstart his career. Now, after that, he didn't necessarily win the job right away. Um, the next season, Brandon Wimbush started the season again as the starting quarterback. But a few games into that 2018 season, uh, Ian Book eventually took over as the starting quarterback um, and then uh, didn't relinquish that the rest of his career. And so you have covered the Irish, even going back to when Ian Book was a recruit. So that's that you have a unique perspective around around the Irish. So tell us about um, how he has developed and now seeing him go to the NFL, what kind of skills is he bringing to the NFL? Obviously the NFL game, you know, with the saints is, is going to be different. Yeah. I think certainly Ian book has been a guy since his high school playing days that was maybe doubted a little bit. Um, He was only a three-star recruit. Um, He wasn't even necessarily Notre Dame's first option. He, was the guy that they went after after they had missed out on some of the other guys that were targeting. And he was at that time committed to Washington state and then uh, decided to reconsider his recruitment and then committed to Notre Dame. Thanks to Mike Sanford, who was the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame at the time. Um, and he had recruited Ian at, at Boise state. And so he was familiar with Ian and said, Hey, I think we should, we should make a run at, at Ian for our quarterback in this class. He was, he was following after uh, Brandon Wimbush. So there was, sort of a 
there was a presence ahead of him that was like, well, maybe we don't need the the greatest quarterback because if, if Brandon Wimbush is as good as we think, the, the, the quarterback in the class behind him doesn't have to be an all-star. He needs to be a guy that can fill in when necessary, and maybe that would be the highlight of his career. But Ian Book certainly transcended all of that during his time at Notre Dame. So, But he was a, a, a lacrosse player um, in high school for a bit, and I think that sort of helps him with his athleticism, and that's something you will see. Uh, I'm curious to see how that translate to the translates to the NFL level, but it, it certainly uh, was something that stood out about him um, at Notre Dame. I think sometimes we'll, people would foolishly call him deceptively athletic, where I think he's just he's just flat out athletic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that he's necessarily Taysom Hill athletic. Yeah, um, but uh, he's a, he's a pretty good athlete. Um, ran ran a good forty time and uh, has certainly run for a lot of yards during his career at Notre Dame and, and isn't afraid to sort of pull it down and run. And um, so I think that was one of the, maybe the things that didn't I think was a place where he could improve. I think sometimes he would pull it down sooner than he should um, partially because he could get away with that. He knew he could get a few yards um, or even more at the, at the college level. I'm not sure if that will be as easy to do in the NFL level. So I think he needs yeah. to maybe, stay in the pocket a little bit more and, and wait for things to develop with his receivers and, and um, continue to, to work on that as part of his game. But I think that he has the ability, if given the opportunity to try and make an impact, I, I, I'm not certain what his NFL career is going to look like. I, right. I think I would be a little bit surprised if he became like a longtime starter in the NFL. But um, I think, uh, his Notre Dame career was surprising enough as it was. So I think to be surprised <laughs> twice would be a shame on me than anything else. Hey, hey, that's an excellent point. Uh, so, I mean, we're not suggesting the pressures on him to compete for the starting job right now or anything. Clearly, I think that's up to Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. So it seems. Uh, so this could be an ideal situation for Ian Book right now in, in New Orleans to... <clears throat> get in there in the, in the quarterback room and Jameis Winston's been in this, in this offense for, for a year now, we just saw a quarterback named Drew Brees. Who's kind of that stereotypically undersized quarterback defy the odds for 15 years. You know, Ian book comes in six feet tall himself, you know, to me, Ian's mental makeup is what makes him an instant value add to the saints quarterbacks and probably what Sean Payton, you know, already has his wheels clicking to get him involved in some way. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if maybe Sean Payton has some kind of Ian book package for, for the season. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's interesting I, to, to me. So Ian, I think something that really stood out about about him was sort of the way he handled the quarterback competition during his time at Notre Dame, Um, whether it was with uh, uh, Brandon Wimbush um, Mm -hmm. and and sort of eventually beating him out. Him and Brandon are still friends. Um, Now, I think that says a little bit about both of them, that they were able to handle that maturely and sort of understand that it was a competition. It wasn't like a personal thing or anything like that. Um, So I think he, he, will be willing and certainly prepared to sort of handle a quarterback competition and whatever sort of opportunities and, and pecking order that the saints put him in. Um, and then also when he was the starting quarterback, he was sort of uh, fighting off uh, Phil Jerkovic, who was sort of an up and coming next big thing quarterback that didn't necessarily pan out at Notre Dame and ended up transferring to Boston college um, because Ian book just wasn't giving up that starting quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that, 
a package could make some sense when when Ian Book ended up taking over for Brandon Wimbush in 2018 as a starter. They actually had like a goal line package that Ian Book was used in in the first few games when Brandon was still starting, um, which was kind of strange because it wasn't like Brandon Wimbush wasn't a good athlete himself. Um, so it wasn't just like a, a run first package. They they went, they were letting Ian do everything when he was in there uh, on the goal line, whether it was hand the ball off or be a be a throwing option as well. So. I think that it, it could be something that uh, Sean Payton certainly has definitely experimented with, with Taysom Hill. Um, so I'd be curious to see what he would do with Dean book in those kinds of situations. Um, I'm not, I, I, re- I really would like to see like what he thinks are the differences between Ian book and Taysom Hill, or if he sees a lot more similarities there than than maybe we do on the face value. Right, right. I think once we get some some you know live contact, their 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 strengths and uh, similarities and differences will really start to to come to life. Uh, so we're we're eager for for live live practices, preseason games, and sure. everything like that. Um, so you know when the Saints drafted Ian Book, um, you know. Leading up to the during the pre-draft process, Ian said they had several Zoom meetings and, and everything like that. But even beyond that, Sean Payton left us some breadcrumbs, if you will, when he did an interview on the on the Dan Patrick show in March and actually mentioned Ian Book when Dan asked him if there was anybody that reminded Sean of his own playing style. So uh, we kind of got a preview, I guess you could say. Um, and y'all, y'all mentioned, and um, y'all had Brady Quinn on y'all's Pot of Gold podcast, and he thinks that this is a great landing spot for Ian to potentially thrive here in the NFL as well. Uh, tell us about the takeaways from that interview. Yeah, I think I mean Brady <laughs> Quinn certainly has his perspective of going through his NFL career and being thrust in a situation that probably wasn't the most that didn't put him in the best position to have a successful playing career. And that's kind of been the the way things played out for all the quarterbacks in, in recent history that came from Notre Dame, whether it was Jimmy Clausen or Brady Quinn or, or Deshaun Kaiser, their, their careers, um, they were thrust into, into teams that weren't necessarily prepared to uh, put a, a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback in a winning position. Um, and those guys sort of floundered early in their career and didn't really get much traction beyond that. I, I think. God, you Ian just Book, rattled off some painful names there for those <laughs> poor teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think Ian Book should be in a better situation, one, given Sean Payton's ability to handle quarterbacks mm-hmm. and, and sort of recognize what the Saints need and, and the best attributes in his quarterbacks. Um, but I also think it's not a situation where Ian's going to be thrown into play right away. And even if he were thrown into play right away, I think the saints are probably a much better team than any of those Browns teams or those, that Panthers team that Jimmy Clausen played for. So I think um, Sean Payton would build an offense that sort of highlighted the strengths of Ian book. If he was, if he was put in there as the starting quarterback um, and uh, try to minimize the, 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 maybe the weaknesses in his game. So I think that it is a good situation, whether or not, he plays at all as in his rookie year or just sort of waits in the wing and, and sort of learns what he needs to learn at the NFL level and, and prepares himself to, to have a, a sustainable career, whether that's as a starter or as a long-term backup. I think he's in a position where there's not a lot of pressure on him. Certainly he's going to put pressure on himself, 
because he wants to be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, but he, he's in a better position in terms of letting things play out and, and not being um, thrust in, the, in, a, in a losing situation, I guess you could say. Right, right. And I think that's an excellent point. Sean Payton, we saw the, the chemistry that he and Drew Brees developed for his whole career in New Orleans. And so we're going to see that hopefully with it, you know, the next starting quarterback and definitely Ian book is going to have a chance to, to pick up all the knowledge in this saints offense. So I'm curious, what was the buzz leading up to the draft? Did y'all expect him to go in in the fourth, like around the middle rounds in the draft? I did not think he would go that that high. I thought he would go maybe a little bit later um, in the draft. I, I, I think Maybe it's being a pessimist, but I th- I think I imagine Ian being maybe a, like a long-term backup in the NFL rather than a guy that eventually becomes the starter. And so I didn't know that if a team would be able, willing to take a chance on a guy like that in the, in the for- as high as the fourth round. Um, but I think it kind of made sense with sort of how the quarterback position played out where there was a run on quarterbacks there in the middle of the draft and, and the Saints wanted to make sure that they could get Ian because I think – they felt confident in his in him, what his fit with their offense and, and what he could do at the NFL level. Um, and, and sort of after the draft, I think some people that maybe knew more than we do as reporters just sort of observing felt like that would be that was somewhere that they thought he could end up in terms of that area of the draft and, and New Orleans specifically. Um, so I think it was a pleasant surprise for me personally to see that he got drafted that soon and um, certainly speaks to what he did throughout his career at Notre Dame, but also sort of the potential that they see in him as a potential NFL player. So it's not, it's not just a reward for having a good college career. You, you don't use fourth round draft picks on those kinds of guys. Those, those kind of guys get, get drafted later in the draft, but being selected in the fourth round means that they see a potential future for you. And, and they, there is some value that you bring to the, the team. And it's not necessarily like you're going to get cut. <laughs> like if you get drafted in the sixth or seventh round, you, you could get cut, uh, um, your rookie season, even, um, yeah. I, but I don't see, see that um, in, in Ian's immediate future with the New Orleans Saints. Right, totally agree. So as we transition to to talking a little bit about Ian as a person for a little bit, he he seems like a guy who just wants to lift up his teammates and and set them up for success. I read he's played quarterback since third grade, so this is what he's been living for. So tell us a little bit more about what kind of man the Saints fans are are getting with Ian Book. Yeah, Ian is a very confident kid. Um, I guess I don't know if I should call him a kid anymore, but <laughs> he's a very he's a confident uh, young man and, and and football player. And I think that applies both on and off the field. Um, I think he his teammates really rallied around him. Like I mentioned earlier, they they appreciated sort of the leadership that he brought. And I think he, he kind of grew into that throughout his career in terms of not just sort of leading by example, but being willing to put himself out there and and talk about things with his team and and, um, provide some vocal leadership there as well. But um, I I think that he's a kid that people sort of gravitate to. um, And I think people sort of generally like, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of people that would say, yeah, I really didn't enjoy Ian Book during his time in Notre Dame. And I think just having gone through sort of the gauntlet of being the quarterback in Notre Dame for three years, you, you get highly scrutinized um, because the expectations are extremely high at Notre Dame. And if you're not 
meeting them or, or surpassing them. People are going to second guess what you're doing and, and uh, pick apart your game. And he handled all of that very well and um, wasn't really shaken by any of that. And so I think he's a very mature kid. Um, he's, he's seen just about everything you could see through a college career, whether it's the highs or the lows. Um, so I think, uh, he, he's a, he's a guy that really knows what he can do is confident in it, but I think he also is willing to address his weaknesses too, whether that's on the field or off the field and know, know that he can get better in certain things. And isn't certainly certain, isn't a guy that carries himself like, Hey, I'm perfect. I know how things are going to play out. Um, but I, he knows he can get better in areas and he'll take the blame when, when necessary um, and will uh, will lift his teammates up as well. That's so interesting that you mentioned that his maturity and that people gravitate to him and uh, expectations definitely high at, at Notre Dame. So do you, do you think that's going to make the transition any any easier to the, the NFL, the high, higher pressure of the NFL? Yeah, I would think so. I think maybe the only difference would be sort of like the expectations of your teammates. I mean, you're talking about guys that are are, are making a living uh, in the NFL. Um, so if you're not meeting their expectations, maybe you're dealing with that a little bit more. But when it, as it relates to sort of the fan base and and the coaching expectations, I think he he sort of knows how to handle all that or or media scrutiny. He, yeah. That will not be anything new for him. So I think that should allow his transition to the NFL to be a, a smooth one and not one that intimidates him very much. All right. Love to hear that. So, all right, let's get into our final segment here on the show, the random round, just some quick questions and quick answers to close out the pod. Again, we're customizing it to each new Saints player that we're highlighting. So our first question for you, Tyler, is to tell us about your most memorable moment covering Ian Book. Most memorable moment. I think it it might be his win over Virginia Tech in 2019, and that was when he led a a, a last minute victory. He he ran into the end zone and scored a touchdown, and uh, that was after sort of a rough rough stretch that season where people were thinking, well, maybe Notre Dame should give Phil Jerkovic a chance mm-hmm. um, as the starting quarterback. Notre Dame had lost to Michigan um, in an ugly fashion previously, but. He was able to lead them on a game-winning drive. He didn't play necessarily the best that whole game, but had the confidence to lead a game-winning drive. And he actually, uh, once he got in the end zone, he actually put a finger to his to his uh, uh, face mask as to quiet the crowd, even though it was the home crowd. But he was sort of quieting the doubters um, that he was able to sort of step up in that moment um, and, and carry Notre Dame to a victory when it needed it. Hey, so that that confidence. Oh my goodness. After after a win like that, I bet his uh yeah, that definitely will get your confidence back. Okay. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but something a key thing that he has to improve upon before camp or the season starts. Yeah, I, to me I think that's just sort of the understanding the progressions as a quarterback and, and sort of filtering that information and making the right decisions. I think sometimes he was a little bit um, shy in terms of forcing the ball in there. And sometimes would sort of just instantly react and sort of, I'm going to keep it and run. If I feel some pressure, I'm just going to get out of here and try to get some uh, yards with my legs. I think in order to have a successful NFL career, he's going to need to advance himself in that recognition and that comfort being more comfortable with, with taking chances and letting his receivers make some plays. And 
um, sort of letting it rip a little bit. What is a little known fact about Notre Dame? A little known fact about Notre Dame. Well, that's a good question. Um, because everyone knows everything about Notre Dame. I know. Uh, right. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I guess I would, I, maybe I'll relate it to Brian Kelly being Notre Dame's head coach. I think he's more relatable and funny than people realize. I think we, we all see sort of the, the bad moments that he's had as, as a, a Notre Dame head coach, but, um, he's, he's a funny guy and he likes to crack jokes. And I, I really do think this past year on, when we were doing press conferences on zoom, yeah. he really missed that laughter that he would get from the, the reporters because we're all muted when he, when he's talking. Um, and so I think he, uh, I think he missed that a little bit, but so Brian Kelly, I think is, is a funnier guy than people understand. Um, and uh, I think uh, we appreciate him more. Now, certainly there's there, he has his own faults as a coach um, and, and we want to hold him accountable for those things that he needs to get Notre Dame in a better position if they want to win a national championship. But I think uh, he, he's a, he's an interesting guy to cover and, and certainly likes to like that, likes to have some fun too. Oh, I love that. All right. And how about a little known fact about Ian book? Ian book thinks a hot dog is a sandwich. And this was discovered when uh he was first coming into Notre Dame as a recruit um, when he was a, a early, uh, an incoming freshman. Um, and that was a question that we asked all the guys and he said it with, he said, yes, it was a sandwich and uh, said it with a lot of confidence. And then he just said, think about it. And then he just smiled. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if he still holds that point of view, but that was what he, what he felt as a freshman. Maybe, maybe his Notre Dame career changed that out, outlook, but he thinks uh, a hot dog is a sandwich. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, we're going to introduce him to a po' boy, which is a uh, lovely, sure. which is an awesome sandwich down here in Louisiana uh, when he arrives. And maybe that'll become his new favorite sandwich. All right. <laughs> um, and finally, Tyler, this has been awesome. So tell us how our listeners can connect more with you online. Yeah. So my Twitter account is at TJamesNDI, NDI for ND Insider. ND Insider is the brand of our Notre Dame coverage for the South Bend Tribune. So you can visit us at ndinsider.com um, and keep up with any Notre Dame news. If you're interested in the Irish at all, mm -hmm. um, we cover them all, all year round. I'm the football writer and I, I don't cover much else besides Notre Dame football, even in May. Well, no more Ian book, but we look forward to seeing him uh, down here in black and gold changing the blue and gold for the black and gold, I guess you could say, but uh... yeah, he, he, sort of, he sort of changed uh, spots with Drew Brees because Drew Brees will be working for NBC sports uh, as the uh, color analyst for Notre Dame football games this coming season. So they, they kind of switched spots. So that was kind of a cool storyline between uh, Notre Dame and New Orleans. <laughs> I know. Right. Right. Maybe Ian book will come in and they'll have the Ian book package and, you know, on a Sunday night game or something like that, you know, yeah. so it'll be, who knows what this football season will hold, but we knew that you'd be a perfect person as the Notre Dame football expert up there in South Bend to have on this show. So Tyler, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Black and Gold Rush. Make sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice and leave a rating and review. Also, I'd love to connect more. Come say hey on Twitter or Instagram at RachelW504 and let me know what you thought of this episode. For show notes and more, head over to my website at rachelwjones.me. Until next time, who dat?